We're live. It's episode 162. I'm Stephen Presley uh, in the Thunderpop Dome and sitting next to me virtually, the one and only, our buddy, our friend, co-pilot, co-piloting with me today, Jazz One, <laughs> virtually in the Thunderpop Dome. Does that make ja me the Chewbacca and you're the Han, or am I the Han and you're the Chewie? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. Well, you got that beard, man. How can I take the che Chewy title or the Wookiee <laughs> title away from you with that beard? Damn it. <laughs> Jazz right, I think one. you have a vest. <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a vest, actually. <laughs> Jazz one sitting next to me. For our season finale of season seven, 162 is not only our 162nd official episode, but it's also our season finale of season seven. And it's uh, it's been quite a ride once again. And always fun to have you in the uh, from the Jazz Cave into the Thunderpop Dome. Dude, it's always good. It's always good. One of the projects I'm going to be working on during our break is I'm going to redo the studio a little bit. I have some ideas of some things I want to bring into the studio and we're going to kind of set it up to where it's ready to go for in-studio guest, And, or if we want to do a remote like this, I'll have the option to do either or that's kind of what I want to do is make it more oh, uh, awesome. flexible, flexible to go fluidly back and forth from both concepts or to have both simultaneously. And that could be fun too. Like I have an in-studio <laughs> guest, but that we maybe bring somebody in rem remotely uh, at the same time, like if you're here with me, we might bring, I don't know, somebody from Canada in at the same time, or, you know, I don't know, just, just throwing some <laughs> ideas out there. Pandemonium. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've got that, um, that, that we want to set that up to where we could do a, uh, maybe like a setup, kind of like more like a late night talk show where we have the couch and then maybe have like the, the a screen where our virtual guests could come in. And it'll be more of a wide shot. I'm just playing around oh, some ideas. Awesome. We're going to test some different things out while we're yeah. on break. And that, this, the break time will give me a chance to move some stuff around and, and kind of tweak that. We're going to work on a project. It's a little trailer we're going to do. So we're going to shoot some of that, at least shoot some of it during the uh, the break. Uh, we, we might have to wait till it, uh, the temperature drops below 110 degrees to where we can actually stand it. <laughs> In in Austin, if you know uh, it's an Austin thing here, it's been pretty hot. All across the country, though, it's been pretty if hot. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about what we think could have been 2022 could have been the greatest summer ever in TV and movies. And I'm going to ask Jazz One the question if he thinks that 2022 was, in fact, the greatest summer ever in TV and movies. I'll ask you that question, Jazz One. And, you know, based on the fact that we had all these streaming releases, Stranger Things season four, The Boys season three, uh, two, uh, two Marvel shows, one in the spring and one in the summer, if you count Moon Knight in the spring, and then Miss Marvel that's been out like right now through the summer. And then if you count, then we had the return of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader to live action on the small screen this time. Another big event. And, you know, I'll go down the list and forget something. That's how long the list has been this spring and summer for <laughs> pop culture. Oh, yeah. Then you had 
you had the Chris, I bet you the boys. You had two Marvel movie releases, major Marvel movie releases over the course of spring and summer with Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, the return of Thor uh, to the cinema. And then you have um, you had Top Gun Maverick, which may may break the record. It's on its way to breaking. It's already broken records. It's on its way to uh, big. Was that a big surprise for you, Jazz? Top Gun Maverick being such a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't totally my jam. And I have to be honest, I did miss it in the theater. But I like yeah. so many people watching. I'm like a little bit curious about it now. Yeah, you got some like, FOMOs? Uh, Maybe. A little? A little <laughs> like, I never yeah. thought I'd have FOMO for, like, Top Gun, but maybe mm -hmm. a little. You know, we got pretty busy over the last month, and I missed, uh, well, I finally went to Thor the other day, but it had been a little later than I normally go to the Marvel releases uh, because we had a lot of stuff going on with our family, as you know, uh, so we weren't making it to the, the movies as they were coming out. And then I had Jurassic World Dominion as well. Uh, but I caught Jurassic World Dominion on streaming because it dropped randomly and surprisingly on streaming a few days ago. I have thoughts, but I will. Hold. Okay, you got some <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion because that could be considered one of the anticipated pieces of content that came out this summer, but it wasn't as successful yeah. in terms of its uh, people's uh, love of it. It didn't have it had a lot of mixed feeling, a lot of mixed reviews on Jurassic World Dominion. I think it's fair to say. And didn't perform, I think, as well as they. <laughs> yeah, it didn't perform as well as people had hoped either. Uh, I had thoughts on it too, but I want to hear what you have to say on it. Uh, so yeah, but we saw so those little '90s nostalgia came back too with Jurassic World Dominion this summer, and the list just goes on and on. There was just so much this summer in in theatrical and the in TV. The busiest summer we've had in probably three years, I think, or not four, uh, because of COVID. We had a couple of slow summers, at least for movies. And then this was a pretty busy season. We had three major, all three major streaming apps with their top shows loaded in at the same time, all running simultaneously. That that is, I don't know if that's because we think because we think of Amazon Prime, the boys probably is their is their their show, right? That's the show that they they hang yeah, their I hat say, on. I'm gonna say like this is their tent pole right here, like the boys. Yeah. And then with with Disney, it's most definitely Star Wars and Marvel, right? And they and they have both one of. I each don't even know shows. on that one. Yeah, I'd love to see well, uh, the numbers on that, but uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Disney, I Disney, that obviously. That was it? Yeah, Kenobi like set records or something. I, th I thought I heard. Yeah, I think it beat uh, even Mandalorian on some some streaming Star Wars. And, yeah. and obviously, and then you would consider Stranger Things the tent pole for Netflix, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. this summer. Yeah. So they have their they have their their uh, big show out. So they're all out simultaneously battling each other, and and uh, getting huge audiences. And then there's this big movie, this movie that was anticipated. People have been waiting for it for three or four years because it kept getting delayed. Tom Cruise and and uh, Top Gun Maverick, and probably. Movies will get green lit that would not have gotten green lit because of the success of Top Gun Maverick. I think we're going to see more uh, legacy sequels, and I think we're going to see some more 80s and 90s revitalizations that would maybe were on the fence for happening, but I think they're going to get green lit because of that movie and also because of what Cobra Kai did before it. I think you're going to see... I mean, I think short circuit right now, there's meetings happening right now at a studio somewhere about short circuit three. 
I think Bro, I think someone's trying to figure a out what Knight Rider movie in production. <laughs> Knight Rider just got fast tracked. Knight Rider, Knight Rider, twenty twenty two. Knight Rider's ass just got fast tracked, and it's going to be it's going to race it's going to race a Tesla. Kid's going to be brought out of retirement. I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be on. Kit's going to be, they're going to take the cobwebs off of Kit. They're going to pull it out of a warehouse. And David Hasselhoff will just be like, kind of like Luke Skywalker, where he's kind of been a hermit hiding out. Michael Knight, kind of a hermit. Man, and they're going to like, ideas, do, man. We're actually manifesting this. This is going to happen. I know it. We don't want it to, but it will. Like, it's in the universe yeah. now. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not, it's not a, a, a speculation. We know next summer, I think it's next summer, I believe next 2023, when the new Indiana Jones is, is, is going to come out. And it was finished. The fifth Indiana Jones. Wow. And you know, like Harrison Ford is now like, I think, 20 years older than what Sean Connery was when Sean Connery was in Last Crusade playing Indy's dad. Do you remember that? I think Harrison Ford Damn. is like 20 years old, 20 years older than that now. Yeah, and I mean, granted Harrison, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to, he's going to crash a plane and, and uh, they're going to take his pilot license away. Now that was in real life. That was not. And I don't know that he got his pilot license uh, taken away, but Harrison Ford, <laughs> you, know, he crashed, you know, he crashed his plane that time in the golf course. I was a little worried yeah, about it. Absolutely. A little worried about him, but anyway, yeah, he he made they made a new Indiana Jones movie that's gonna come out next year, and I'm 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 interested to see how that's gonna turn out. Facebook user says yes. Thank you for coming, and also <laughs> yes, it's the dynamic duo Presley and Jazz or Jazz and or Jazz and Presley. I'll take Jazz and Presley. Uh, I'll give you top, I'll give you top billing any day. So we got all of that. We have our usual tropes. Oh, and to open the show, a thunder take about Prince and who almost played the kid in Purple Rain, which was back in the news recently, this story. And I'm going to ask one of my top uh, the uh, top Prince fans that I know of, Jazz, and have him uh, on his oh, thoughts I'm on this, this story. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> talking about, yeah, like. Who would have thunk it, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna anyway. I got a Prince a Prince question. We haven't we haven't talked Prince in a while on the show, so we got a good Prince question and all that. There's there's Prince there. All that. Oh, Prince is excited for the show. Look at that. He's like giving us a, a look of approval. All right, we'll be back right after this. Okay, I lied. Okay, I'm getting a little use out of the 
uh, the uh, AI camera there. Ro um, Cameron, doing a little, doing the camera, doing the, doing the camera work tonight. Here in the Thunderpop Dome, our new uh, AI camera, Cameron, handling the also uh, affectionately known as Cambot. But Cameron is is, is the name in we studio gave. Studio sidekick. A new in studio sidekick. <laughs> Cameron, we got to get. You know what? I should get a second camera that covers Cameron, so we can show Cameron. Cameron, look, he's ready oh, shaking his head. Meta. Yes, I need, I need some respect. I need my time. On, I need, I need my, I need my camera time. Exactly. Actually, I'll take a. Actually, I can give. I can. I can take a picture of Cameron and, and put it on. Put it on the show. There, there's. Okay, now there you go. Okay, Cameron, <laughs> I'll show you. It's hard. Oh, there's Cameron. <laughs> Rather thin, thin uh, fellow there. Kind of a pole with a little head on top. But no, I'm not. A, you're a slender fellow there, Cameron. I'm talking to a camera. <laughs> Really, what in the hell is going on? I'm talking to a camera. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, as they say. Uh, getting into the show, and uh, we're going to talk uh, talk about, or get into the Thundertake that was mentioned earlier. The Thundertake, Purple Rain, Prince, and this article uh, that was uh, on, appeared on um, Vibe. And we share this. We can pull this in here. We do a uh, share screen. We'll get this in. Okay. All right. There it is. John Travolta. Okay. Oh, we'll pull down our, our little. Uh, <laughs> this. Okay. There it is. Yes. The Prince article uh, was in Vibe magazine. Uh, this was. Um, in Vibe, and it came back in July 13, 2022, at 3.32 p.m. That moment when Black Twitter learned John Travolta was almost a kid in Prince's Purple Rain. <laughs> and there's a picture of Prince there. Uh, every day we, we, we're reminded that Black Twitter holds a wealth of knowledge. In today's episode of I Was Today Years Old, one Twitter user presented the prompt in the mood for some random Black history facts. What y'all got for me? Journalist and author Michael Harriet replied with a jaw-dropping tidbit that could easily have been a question on Jeopardy. This black singer had an idea for a movie called Dreams, but the singer's own label, all caps, wanted a white actor to play the lead. He began, the singer refused, so he gave the singer, the singer a tiny black film budget, or they gave the singer a tiny black film budget, gave him the role instead of John Travolta, and changed the title to what we know now as Purple Rain. Although many were surprised to learn this information, this isn't the first time this fact was surfaced. has surfaced. In April 2016, a week after Prince's untimely death, rest in peace, a conversation with Albert Magnoli, director of Purple Rain, surfaced in Rolling Stone about the singer's cinematic breakthrough. Magnoli revealed that the film was being passed up by countless directors. I knew that part, but he convinced Prince that he was the one needed to convey his story in its visual manner. Initially, Prince and his management team was equally footing $500,000 to fund the film. But when it 
made its way to Warner Brothers, their first request was to cast John Travolta. Magnolia recalled, I, I said to Warner's guys, guys, this is not happening. To, this is not going to happen. This is unacceptable. What we have going for us is authenticity. They were shocked. I said, next question. Even Apollonia teased. I love John, but I don't think in, in high heels and a jerry curl and a purple velvet. I just don't that that wouldn't have worked. And uh, it went on talking more about Warner Brothers and their their how they developed Purple Rain and they wanted it to be PG thirteen, but the director said no, it's going to be R. As a matter of fact, also Richard Pryor. I didn't know this. I didn't know this tidbit, but R Richard Pryor wanted to produce Purple Rain, but he was also lowballing on how much he was willing to fund the film. So that's another interesting little store side side thing about that so all right i want to get i want to get your thoughts on this did you know this story first of all that this was a yeah no <laughs> yeah is this quite, wow. a, quite a shocker yeah so think about the how this change like, would have changed a lot of things i mean this changed music history of john travolta if they if they if prince had not held strong on this and stood his ground and they had went ahead and went with John Travolta. This changes music history. Does it not? Like sometimes I wonder if like we're on the darkest timeline and uh, this told me we're not on the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah. Like there is a universe where that happened. It's not this one. I'm glad it wasn't <laughs> right. Somewhere that happened. Another one of these multiverse. There's a movie called Dream that was supposed to be Purple Rain, and John Travolta plays that role. I think it would have been a very different film Man. if they go with John Travolta, right? Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, for the totally. obvious reasons. I, I'm, I'm just, I know someone has to have photoshopped uh, John Travolta into Purple Rain. Like, I know, you know, Beyonce's somewhere internet, that has to exist somewhere. But, uh, man, another, like, really close to almost happened. Uh, you know who almost got the role for Mace Windu? Oh, I don't know if I know this. Okay, let me take Tupac. a guess. Oh, I did hear that. That's another one that what multiverse is that happening in? <laughs> now, I, I love Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. You know, yeah. but I'm like, holy shit. Like, what would Tupac as Mace Windu would have been like? I think it would have been more of an acting stretch for him from like, you know, a lot of the characters that he played, uh, like I'm, I'm thinking back to above the rim. Uh, he made the movie with Janet Jackson. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that he made with Janet Jackson. That was another really good one. Oh, uh, poetic justice, poetic uh, justice. What was the, uh, his first, what was his first movie? Uh, not mm. talking about the Chevy chase movie, but, uh, Oh, remember. that was, was the, the Humpty, like the Humpty the dance video music video was the first time I think I ever saw him. He has a cameo oh, yeah. or something in yeah, that. That's the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time Pac showed up. You know, mm -hmm. always tell people I learned how to do the Humpty dance from Tupac. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of people are like, huh? It's like, go watch the video. Look real close. He's there. He's in that video. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting, that's another wild one that like Tupac as Mace Windu and how different would that have been? And also you always hear Leo DiCaprio that he, I think Lucas wanted Leo DiCaprio for Anakin and Leo didn't want to do it. Or he finally decided not to do it. That's another interesting. Yeah. 
<laughs> you could have had Mace Windu as as Mace. Uh, you could have had Tupac as Mace Windu, Leo DiCaprio as Anakin Skywalker, and that's in a different multiverse. <laughs> Somewhere in some universe that happened. Yeah, what and if? then also, yeah, and there's always the stories of who almost played Han Solo and the people that Burt Reynolds, and then uh, Kurt Russell audition Sylvester Stallone auditioning for uh for that role as well so there's there's some there's some wild <laughs> ones out there but yeah i think if they make that if they make dream which would have been dream with with john travolta i guess it probably i mean does does prince still do the music does he still sing the the music and john travolta lip syncs it was that the yeah, I think i'm not that was even the plan. sure on that yeah i'm or not they, even beginning to be sure on that one or does the kid become a dancer instead of a singer? As, you know, is he now a dancer in Minneapolis trying to become a, a you know, a new, uh, like, I mean, cause Travolta's got, still got the dance moves. He had the dance moves. Yeah. I mean, he did sing in Greece when he had tried to sing, uh, when doves cry and, <laughs> oh man, you're right. Oh. That we're lucky. We're not in the darkest universe possible. That proves yeah, it, doesn't it? I'm going to be going to sleep tonight. And I'm going to be thinking about, you know, John Travolta singing When Doves Cry. And then I may not sleep well tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you've heard that. You've heard him do a little bit of vocals on the Grease soundtrack. And it was that, you know, I oh, got yeah. moves. Something like that. My <laughs> desire. Whatever. How that song goes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's pretty wild. I mean, I, it would have been a very different movie. It probably wouldn't have been. And I, I actually, you know, uh, John Travolta has John Travolta, who was a huge box office star, started to have a slump around the time of the '80s. Because after after Urban Cowboy, I think it was kind of downhill for him until maybe Luke Who's Talking. Yeah. And then he had another dip, and it wasn't until Pulp Fiction that Pulp Fiction kind of brought him back and oh, revitalized yeah. him. And then he had a pretty strong uh, run after. Pulp Fiction for a, quite a while into the 90s. Um, okay, so let's get into this. I'm going to ask you the question. Was 2022 the greatest summer ever in TV and movies? Am I overcooking this? Am I drunk? Or am I on to something, Jazz One? <laughs> Man, I tell you, it, we were, it was jam-packed every way you can cut it. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's still some to go too, but I mean, in between uh, the movies that dropped to the series that dropped, you know, yeah. for six weeks in a row in the summer, I got a little bit of Star Wars every every week, you know. Yeah. So, uh, like I'm having Star Wars conversations, you know, weekly. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the summer, between that and uh, like, I still don't know who has, like, the best model with it. You know, whether it's, like, Netflix dropping everything at one time mm -hmm. or the week to week. Uh, I kind of like what uh, Netflix did with Stranger Things because, like, yeah. you know, what they the first, was it seven episodes or uh, five? Yeah, they I dropped. I can't remember how many episodes were in the whole season. Yeah, it was seven. They dropped seven, and then we had, they had a, what was it, about a three-week or a month until they released the last two? Yeah, about a month, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was early July uh, when it dropped. So we had a nice amount of episodes in June, and then we got to enjoy the the two, which were basically like two movies, because especially that one episode in that two at last episodes was a movie length. 
Yeah, that so was like got, a short like, movie and a decently length movie. Yeah, yeah, we got like a short movie and then a decently long movie. And then keeping in mind in that seven episode block, there were a couple in there that were pretty long that could have been almost short movies. Oh, yeah. That were mixed oh, yeah, in. yeah, absolutely. It seemed to me like they were trying to make up for lost time by giving people really delivering, by giving them a lots of Stranger Things. You know, a good a good dose of it. Oh, yeah. Also knowing, also knowing that it's going to probably be another two or three years before we get the final season, because it seemed, you know, I mean, the, that level of production and that many hours of production, it's not a surprise it takes the length of time, because they're making like like multiple mini movies and then even a couple of movies in the middle of that. So at that has oh, yeah. to take. That, no, it's that, like you know. The- the amount of production going into like some of these TV shows or like movie level, you know, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell like what's a, what be a good movie or like at the theater or at home, you know, yeah. On uh, streaming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a couple of, uh, things that I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull up on the screen here in a second. We'll, we'll come back to that. So, um, I had this article here. It says 1982 was the greatest movie in movies. Now the greatest year in movies. Now I'll say this, obviously television in the summer used to stink because you know, before oh, yeah. streaming pre pre streaming days, uh, there was probably a little bit with cable because, you know, even before streaming original content became a norm, we had, you know, shows like breaking bad already. Uh, and we had, you know, some high quality content coming from HBO, but usually summers pretty much was the was the dead space for television for a number of years where you watch reruns in the summer or you watch some old movies or you watched, you know, some game shows. But there wasn't much in the summer. It was dead, dead space. So this that's one of the things that makes now unique this this time that we're in with streaming and the streaming wars, because all these original shows are coming out during the summer. Well, you know, it's like you would have blockbuster movies, but yeah. like blockbuster TV seems like a new engine. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching reruns of, oh, I remember with my yeah. brother and, and back in the day we were watching uh, reruns of good times and, and bewitched in the summertime. And that was our television, which was good times, but yeah, that was our television uh, in the summer, in the summer months. And then maybe you might get, you might've gotten, you know, the show, you know, they used to put the networks used to put a show on that. You could tell it was a show that didn't get picked up and they were just trying to dump it in the summer. And it had like eight episodes order of it. And they would just run it during the summer. <laughs> it was, and you would get something, oh, yeah. just, you, you know, that was some crap they dumped off in the summer schedule. That was supposed yeah, it's to like not, we yeah. spent money on it. We don't want to just throw it out in a dumpster out mm-hmm. back. <laughs> yeah, they that's what they would. Now here's a summer of '82. This does for at least movies is pretty pretty good. He had ET in the summer of '82. You had uh, Rocky Three, uh, which people some people would say was the best sequel of all the Rockies. Uh, you had Poltergeist '82, also that same summer. Star Trek Two. The Wrath of Khan, which many will say was the best Star Trek movie. Uh, you had, um, we're talking about Greece. Uh, Greece 2 came out that summer in 82. Uh, we had also uh, Blade Runner came out in 82 uh, that summer. Uh, that the, the scariest movie ever, The Thing, came out in 82. Uh, also, 
Tron in the summer of 82. Uh, we also had uh, yeah. Fast, Times at Ridgemont, Fast Times at Ridgemont High in the summer of 82. And you had also, um, yeah, man, that was pretty strong. So that I think oh, uh, if you just count, if you count movies only and cut out the streaming and just the movies, yeah, 82 sounds like it, it wins as maybe one of the strongest summers ever, possibly for overall, because it's a lot of good content. But um, if you put the streaming in back in like this year, this year would compete with that, I think, with Stranger Things, The Boys and um the the movie that the movies that we had okay let me, let me go down the list and ask you uh i know you've been what you've what you consumed a lot of the content first of all not everything was a huge blockbuster this summer but one of the most anticipated was jurassic world dominion uh not necessarily as as successful as people had hoped it was going to be and it had mixed reviews uh tell me your thoughts on jurassic world dominion man okay oh I will, but to get there, I need to go through Morbius. Okay. Like, you know, okay. enjoying Spider-Man oh. stuff. Morbius mm-hmm. being like one of the Spider-Man, you know, uh, baddies yeah. on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Anti-hero time. I'm like, okay, I was pumped. No, this is finally a Morbius movie. And I go to watch mm-hmm. it. Man, as a mm-hmm. creative person myself, as an artist, I hate calling anything bad. You know, right. it might not be for me, but I hate calling anything bad. Yeah. But this was kind of bad, yeah. you know, and it was just like, it was just like all gas and like, no, oh, it, you didn't care uh, about it. Like there just, oh, man. just wasn't like a lot of like development, you know, uh-huh. didn't feel like much reason to be there, you know? Yeah. It just like. And I feel the same way. Like, man, I wanted, you know, I wanted, uh, like, the new uh, Jurassic Park. I really wanted that movie to be, like, really uh, good. But. I don't know if you can hear me. I can see you, but I can't hear you, so I'm trying to figure that out. All right. Hang on a sec. Uh, Uh Yeah, it's like I really wanted to be uh good but unfortunately it just wasn't good um mm-hmm. you know um like I, I i tried like a couple times to get into it and it just wasn't there uh what did, did you think was it a uh was it too over the top do you think they had just at this point they had jumped the shark with what they were doing with it, what they were trying to do with the dinosaurs I don't know what you're yeah maybe maybe that's it maybe maybe that's it it just like the technology is there, you know. Mm-hmm. It just there's there's a lot of, lot of good there, but yeah, it just did not click for me. I think I liked it more than you did. I do. Uh, it it was not as nearly as good as I had hoped it was going to be. I was exp- I was hoping that it was going to be No Way Home for Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. It was going to be their No Way Home, which is what it was supposed uh, to have it, been. It's like. You know how, like, the Planet of the Apes movie started here? Yeah. And each one, they went a little bit yeah. further down. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's, you can tell there's big money spent, but, man, it's just, right. uh, there wasn't enough payoff in the story. Yeah, well, the ending was one of the worst things about it. To me, it's like, what was really resolved in the ending? 
I mean, yeah, you did get rid of a couple of the baddies. You put one locked one up in jail, and the other one got got taken care of by the dinosaurs. But uh, you know, the ink splash splotching dinosaurs. But spoiler there. But uh, what was really resolved? They still okay. The dinosaurs are here. We'll just learn to live with each other. And then there was the res- resolution at the end, and there was no. It was just like it felt like kind of like oh okay, that's it. <laughs> that's still that's still yeah, a dinosaur. That's still a literal apocalypse, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not necessarily a happy ending. <laughs> the dinosaurs, some of them have been have been weaponized. And they're still trying. Uh, what by the way, your, uh, two... highest... What's that? I was going to say, what, what was your uh, high point of the summer, like, content-wise? It's, it's tough. It's tough because I thoroughly enjoyed Stranger Things uh, all the way through. Was on the edge of my seat towards the the wrap up and and what was going on and the when they ended the seven episodes and then I was highly anticipating because they held out the last two, so it was kind of fun anticipating, waiting to see what was going to happen. Uh, how can I not put Kenobi in that 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 top tier? I mean, it was Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Again, we see them back together for the first time since the prequels uh, in live action and at a pretty high level. I mean, it was watching Star Wars movies almost weekly. Uh, there was like a, two or three of those episodes. Like when like you talked about how horrifying it was when, the, when they the way they they took Darth Vader and he goes through that village. And how oh, yeah. it was it was Darth that was a Vader. horror movie. Yeah, that it was, was shot a horror, like a horror movie. It was shot like a horror movie, and it was a way that we had they took the what that was done with Darth Vader in at the end of Rogue One, which we're gonna talk about Rogue One later, by the way, because it's in our agree or disagree. But they took what Darth Vader what what they had done with Darth Vader in Rogue One that blew fan base away. People were blown away by what they did with Darth Vader, and they elevated that on another level with this show you got to see more of that That oh yeah real that real serious baddie darth vader using his uh his powers like we always knew like anakin was vader right spoiler alert yeah Uh, but (laughs) there was like some separation like you would see vader you would see anakin like you know this happens but it just to me it always had a little bit of separation to it uh but man i felt like this series kind of fleshed it out a little bit and it's like you can really, I mean, of course, like, you know, replicating that scene from uh, Rebels, like when um, Vader's mask is like shattered, Yeah. you know, I'm like, like, oh, no, man, it's just like you're seeing, you know, Anakin in there, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was, uh, I think every moment uh, Vader was on screen, mm-hmm. you know, it was iconic, just every, every frame, you know. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, what was it that last episode, or was it the mm-hmm. sixth, was it fifth or sixth, uh, where they do the flashback mm-hmm. of uh, you know them training together, like uh, Kenobi and Anakin. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Does yeah. that ele- did that whole did Kenobi elevate the prequels for you? Like, do you like the prequels more now because of yeah. what because well, of those? Yeah, it was like, you know, I was like a complete prequel hater. Uh, Then I had somebody that really kind of got in my head and kind of made me look at them differently because I think everybody wanted the prequels to be what we had in the the Holy Trilogy, you know. 
but it was a different thing. And then uh, when Netflix still had Clone Wars, I watched Clone Wars and it just it fleshed out, you know, uh, the prequels so much better. Uh, but now it's like uh, between, um, you know, if you used to ask me what my favorite trilogy was, you know, probably the Holy Trilogy, uh, maybe the sequel trilogy, then the prequel trilogy. But now my favorite trilogy is basically Revenge of the Sith, uh, the Kenobi series, and then uh, New Hope. Like, to me, the arc that you see Vader go on during that mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, to me, the heart of this whole thing. Yeah, it really gets you in the feels. There's no doubt about it. Makes you, makes you, <laughs> it makes you want to do that face. Um, I want to back up for a second, back on Stranger Things, and I want to talk about the breakout star of Stranger Things this season. One of the breakout stars was definitely Eddie Munson. Oh character. yeah. And by the way, the actor that plays Eddie went on Entertainment Tonight uh, uh, after the the season ended. And we, we finally see the actor out and about doing interviews and stuff. And he was asked if that was him playing the guitar and that scene up on the, when he gets up there and he, he plays uh, master puppets, Metallica. Yeah. He said, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I actually played guitar and I, I did do the, I did do that in this, in the show. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the actor that plays Eddie has also been on Lord. He played a guard on Lord of the Rings. This is him here uh, when he was on Lord of the Rings and this is what he looks like when he's not playing Eddie on Stranger Things. That's the actor, which di- looks much different. Um, I was wondering, and this is a little off track, but you know the Flash movie that's supposed to come out next year that's supposed to bring back uh, both Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman. We're going to get a Supergirl in that movie. Um, no, it's going to be a multi. It's going to be kind of kick the doors open on the multiverse for DC. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy uh, about Ezra Miller who plays the flash now they've been under a lot of controversy because of um, stuff that's happening away from uh, production. And that's a whole other thing. But if that goes South and doesn't work out and they have to move on from Ezra Miller, what do you think about it? Here's Ezra Miller here who plays the flash. And I hope everything works out in that situation. But if it, if I mean, right now it, it does not look good. If things didn't work out for Ezra Miller and they had to move on from Ezra Miller as a flash, what do you think about the actor that plays Eddie to take over that role? I, I kind of saw a similarity. Am I crazy or what do you think? And especially now that actor is a hot commodity. A lot of people know who, who, who they are, who he is. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. And I mean, I think I saw him in an interview. And he's quite a bit different from what he was playing in Stranger Things. So I was like, oh, he's got some range because he he's nothing like the character he was playing on Stranger Things. who was a, you know, uh, 80s kind of a Dungeons and Dragons rockhead. Oh, yeah. Hessian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, which is a cool throwback. I mean, who didn't know someone like that in their high school that had the long hair? And, oh, yeah. Wore all the t- the tight clothes, listened to Metallica and uh, was playing the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. It was kind of underground, a little bit under, it was kind of real cool, but underground, you know, <laughs> who didn't know an Eddie. I mean, my, my Eddie was a guy named James who, who I used to hang out with and James had, you know, the long hair and it would play guitar. It was a damn good guitarist and uh rest in peace to James that we lost James a number of years ago. Oh damn. Um, 
different story. Okay, so were you shocked that the uh, breakout star was also uh, spoiler was offed? Were you shocked? A little bit, like, but then again, I maybe you know, I <laughs> like, I. I mean, some there had to be consequences, though. We said that last time we were together. I said somebody's going to go. There has to be consequences, not right. Yeah, and I could okay, I could see that, you know. But then again, you know, we thought Hopper might have been dead, and we knew he wasn't dead. And, yeah, that's yeah. true. They, they 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 had we had the Hopper thing, and of course they teased us that he then he was probably maybe he had gotten thrown in Russian jail. And uh, now let me ask you this. Now let's talk about the other big shows on streaming that I thoroughly enjoyed. And I know you, you were enjoying it as well was the boys and that, Oh yeah. That was as good as any of the finales that we're talking about uh, as far as finales go. Uh, were there, so same thing. We had characters in that finale, uh, spoilers for the boys season three standby. So we thought people died there. In fact, we thought two of the characters died in that finale and then it turns out they didn't do you think that was a little bit bogus that there was no real consequences because no one ended up dying after all that chaos were you a little bit i was a little bit like wait a minute nobody died <laughs> you know i don't know man it's like it definitely has this like uh satire legs of the whole uh superhero thing and yeah. kind of you know somewhat parodying but still telling like a good story yeah. uh yeah, that one's a, kind of a hard one to call. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, that, that was uh, an amazing season. I love the meme that kind of came out of it, of Homelander. Uh, yeah. Once he kind of lasered that guy. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And yes. <laughs> yes. And it just expected to be vilified and all of a sudden wasn't, you know, and cheered on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was like a perfect scene right there. Uh, you know, Val Kilmer could have been a good Homelander if they had made the boys back in the 80s. Oh, I agree with you. I, would have I been definitely, it. definitely agree with you. Yeah, back in his heyday, I could have seen that, him doing that would have been a pretty, would have been a pretty cool, uh, cool version of Homelander. Okay, so, um, yeah, and the thing is, they build, the, they get these characters that you fall in love with. They're great characters. I think sometimes the characters that become really popular uh, they don't always know who the breakouts, they don't always know ahead of time. Sometimes they probably do. And other times it's a surprise on who the breakouts are going to be like Steve from stranger things who played that, that was playing the kind of stereotypical eighties jock bully, yeah. but evolved into this really likable character. And it kind of <laughs> took, took a different turn than what we expected. And then he ended up becoming Dustin's kind of big brother of sorts. Um, oh, yeah. and, and a very likable character came out of that. And, and at that point, same thing with Stranger Things. You had this character, Soldier Boy, which was a really kind of parent, quite funny, but also very uh, unlikable, but but a, but a pretty strong character in Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love how, like, you know, if you've read any comic book, seen any comic book movies, like, you know exactly what the boys are going after. Like, yeah. you know. They may have a different name, but like you know who they're talking about, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and they have so, and it was a it was a good finale. Um, we're we're it's clear from that what we saw. Soldier Boy's coming back. We're gonna see Soldier Boy again. I don't think necessarily right away though. I could see them holding off maybe a season 
or so, and then kind of it's because it, it gives them a way to kind of drag the show out a little longer. You, you do <laughs> you do something different next season. Uh, you got the situation with Homelander and his son, which was actually the hardest part of this season to see that whole thing. No, that no, no. Oh. I completely disagree. With okay. You. Oh. I think you might be referencing something that I'm thinking about right now. That was at the very opening opening of the show. I don't me. want to hear about it. Don't want to talk about it. I won't pretend it doesn't exist. Now you you rewatch a lot of episodes of, of of Star Wars live action. Yeah, that was what episode of the boys you probably did not rewatch. Was it? Never, never, will never. not. And then, I mean, just when you think that show couldn't. Uh, break the glass ceiling any, even more and and what's being done in, in streaming and television <laughs> they have the hero gasm episode <laughs> and yeah, that was that was disturbing <laughs> i'll give you this back in the 90s when nypd blue came out on network yeah. tv and there was some controversy uh my grandparents in the midwest were one of the groups that was trying to get NYPD blue, blue pulled from their, their TVs in their market because they, it was too racy. Oh damn. <laughs> because I think the reason why and I didn't watch in much NYPD blue, it wasn't my jam. I didn't watch much of, I know, I know of the show and I know it's critically claimed and it had a very dedicated audience, it had some great actors in it. I know that, but I know the controversies with that was maybe over some bare butts on network TV. Because someone had a bare butt, and it might have had a little bit more violence than many of the other cop shows of its time. It was a little more graphic than the T.J. Hookers and the Hunter, and in the Cagney and Lacey. And I'm they were saying for that scene in the boys, there should have been like a five-minute long warning. Like, are you sure you want yes. to see this? <laughs> like, this are you sure you're sure? You know. If they had that that put they had put that and paused it, would you have kept going? You would have kept going if they'd put the disclaimer. I don't know, man. It would have made you just, that that was one hell of a scene. <laughs> and what do they do? Because you know they had what was it for season two where they had the what was it, the whale that they, they got exploded? Oh yeah. Carcass or whatever. And that was pretty that was like pretty wild when that happened. And then they did came up with this for season two. I'm like, what well, are they you know, do? there was uh, you know, there was I think a meme or something going around. It was like, why didn't uh you know the wasp or what no what who is it? Uh what's not the wasp? What's the other guy Marvel? Oh, Marvel uh Ant Man. Ant Man and the yeah. Yes. Oh it's <laughs> yes. like no, there was that meme about like what why didn't Ant Man just climb up, up the bum of uh you know Thanos? And um, so the boys like take that to like the nth extreme, you yes. know. And I am like, yeah, I didn't sleep well that night, or the night afterwards, or the one after that. <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend about the boys, and I said, "This is the boys is the worst case scenario if superheroes existed." It's pretty probably much the most up. realistic if they really existed. <laughs> It'd be a more likely scenario than say the Avengers or Justice League. Exactly. What would come of it? <laughs> I, I'm gonna see the best in the things in the world about the world, right? You know, 
Mm. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if people actually had superpowers, it would be more like the boys in uh, you know, Justice League or Marvel. Um that's uh that's my my hope was that it'd be more optimistic that it would be that the, the Avengers or something more like that. I than, would hope so, but um, oh man, the world's beat me down lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then it's been a lot, of, a lot of that. Even more needed than ever was this content as a little bit of escapism in in the times that we've. Oh, one hundred man, one hundred We've lived in as of late. And one quick thing: I was speaking of entertainment escapism as football season is not too far away, as you know. Oh yeah, uh, we're it's just yeah you you kind of kind of saw that on the calendar, didn't you? <laughs> in in uh in 2019 or 2000 it was your your team wins the national championship LSU. oh the greatest season in the history of college football yes yeah, so yeah. 2019 <laughs> and that was the year that you all won all the awards right you man every, if it, if that season was a video game lsu didn't just beat the game it completed the game it set all the records beat all the level bosses you it know set all, won set all, all the, the awards yeah so 2019 I mean, was the year that y'all set all the records, won all the awards. 2022 is the year the Longhorns recruited all the players. <laughs> if there was a player worth recruiting, they recruited them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an interesting season. I can't wait. Uh, we got uh, Notre Dame's coach, Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be his first year. I have like next to no uh, objectivities, uh, objectivity with my teams. I am like, I am incredibly hopeful uh, for both my Saints and my LSU Tigers. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I think it's only like 48 days until uh, the first LSU game. And There's then, nothing like opening week because everybody has a shot opening week. It's like you're, you're it's a restart. And oh, you feel like exactly. The, the optimism, the, the enthusiasm, it's all at a high, the highest level. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, any other uh, shows that you wanted to touch on that you that you can think of? The Man, I, I tell you, um, uh, I, I don't know if it counts as like a summer movie, um, or hopefully people are finally seeing it. But everything, everywhere, all at once, like okay, I remember seeing uh, Doctor Strange with you, yeah, and you know, like I have a, an affinity for multi-dimensional, yeah, you know, type movies. You know, the Spider Verse was like my jam. And I uh, really enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing uh, the new uh, Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. But then not long after that, I saw everything everywhere all at once. And, you know, I don't know, man. I used to be like the total film, you know, film dork, man. Just super into like indie cinema, foreign films. Now it's like, is it Star Wars? <laughs> is anybody in a cape? Uh and then like uh, my other category is WTF movies or shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It was probably one of the best, you know, WTF movies I've ever seen. Like, I keep thinking maybe it's recency bias, but it yeah. is one of the most incredible movies I've okay. ever seen, you know. Wow. I haven't seen it. I'm ashamed to say uh, was a recommendation. I'm going to go find it. Uh, and, and watch it is it on streaming yes <laughs> okay well then i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it i'm gonna watch it uh I'll, I'll i'll see it uh probably this weekend awesome let me uh let me know uh 
let everybody else know too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check, I'm going to check this out. And, uh, and I've been watching, we have been watching Miss Marvel and you for you're further along. I'm an episode or two behind, but I'm yeah. being caught up this weekend and I've, I've enjoyed Miss Marvel. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 way it started off, I just thought it was like Marvel Shazam, you know? Yeah. You know, That's superhero fair. teenager, mm-hmm. you know, superpowers, you know, and I just thought it was like, okay, we've been here before. But then all of a sudden, like, it takes some, like, left turns. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden we're going kind of into cultural stuff that connects yeah. to it all. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um, yeah, it's like, I, uh, I've heard some things about it's not one of the most viewed, but I think it's probably one of the better things that they've made. Uh, the one thing, it, it felt like it was kind of geared toward, you know, uh, younger people, but sure. you know, it just to me, I had really good pacing, I had really good style, man. It just, I thought for what it was, like it just really killed, you know, really killed it. Uh, well, and this summer for Marvel content, you know, with Thor Love and Thunder really tapping into the Guns and Roses, and this show, uh, Miss Marvel really tapping into Bon Jovi, they really hit the 80s hair, the 80s rock, <laughs> 80s rock this summer. Oh yeah, then uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Stranger Things. Um, Stranger Things bringing Metallica into the and yeah. and also by the way, a shout out to to uh, Kate Bush. Now the oldest woman in the history of pop music to have a number one song in the UK, and they're and that song by the way is a bop. Oh, it's been my jam for years. They're running like, up I the think hill. I got oh. the record somewhere. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's always been one of my jams. Just to see it, like you know, blow up like it did again yeah. this summer. Yeah. If you had told me last year this was going to happen, I was like, "No way." That was good, and it's being played on top forty, like contemporary, like now, like hit stations of today. Not, not. I'm not talking about eighty stations or old school. It's being yeah. played on. It's on. It's it's on heavy rotation on top forty radio now. And easily, probably now, the song of this summer <laughs> of 2022. It's it's been an interesting one. Yeah, and there has been a pretty big splash of A's nostalgia with the Top Gun Maverick, and they they brought back uh, kind of brought back Danger Zone a little bit, but they definitely brought back Top Gun, and then Running Up a Hill, which that song, you know, that's that could have been a bop in any decade. It could have been, you know, a hit in any decade because it, it's got that it's 80s, but it's also could have been, you know, came out in 2012 and been a hit 2020. I mean, it just has a, a certain uh, a crossover from decade to was decade. It that scene and was it the third episode of uh, Stranger Things that the episode where um, what's her name is in the upside yeah. down and she's trying to run to escape, like literally running up that hill. Yes. Um, yeah, so they yeah. put the they put that. I mean, I could have been what well, just what if it would have been what if it had been Rick Astley and they Rick rolled Vecna? <laughs> now, the, what if her favorite what if her favorite song was Rick Astley's We're gonna give you up? And you had to hear that all summer. Oh god. <laughs> You're wrong for that, bro. <laughs> Would that have gotten rid of Vecna? Like, and he Vecna would have never come back. <laughs> maybe, maybe Scalitti Politti. Would it have been Scalitti Politti instead? 
Oh man. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. On that note, it's time for some agree or disagree on this 160 <laughs> something, another two episode, I believe. Uh, the finale. Oh, wait, wait. Is, we got uh, Andor. Uh, yes. At the, yeah, the end of August. Like, uh, yeah, coming up real quick. And it's just uh, weeks away. The then we're already going to get another Star Wars live action, and that's appropriate because uh, in agree or disagree, I have a Rogue One question. So a great tie-in. Let's agree or disagree. And then. and or yeah, <laughs> as you as many of you know, we'll connect to a Rogue One, like Kenobi connects to the prequels, and Mandalorian connects to the original series. Okay, here goes number one in agree or disagree. Jazz one. All right, number one. DC's Henry Cavill, also known as the Man of Steel, Superman. There's a rumor that he's going to show up at this year's Comic-Con as a surprise guest. Do you agree or disagree that if he shows up at Comic-Con, it's a definite sign that he's also coming back to do Superman again in some capacity? Agree or disagree with that question? Oh, 100% agree. Like, yeah. I would be completely surprised if it's not kind of a way to kind of uh, kick the doors open and say, I'm back and I'm coming back for more. That's what I think. Why else does he oh, make, yeah. that, make that huge, uh, huge appearance at a Comic-Con unless there's an announcement, I think. Okay. Number two, Rogue One. Now there was a list that came out recently on, I believe movie web and the list breaks down the top, what they believe the top 10 prequels of all time were. Okay. And so they covered, uh, covered a lot of, a lot of different uh, movies. I didn't even know were prequels. But uh, one example, it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is actually a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not, a, it's not a sequel. It actually takes place in the timeline before Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that's an interesting trivia there. A lot of people didn't know that. Yeah, I had to go back and uh, check that out. Mm -hmm. So uh, now in that list, number two on that list of all-time greatest prequels is Rogue One. Okay. And by the way, if you're curious what number one was, it was the good, the bad, and the ugly, a Western. Which is a oh, yeah. of a previous stories. Okay, so number number two was Rogue One. Do you agree or disagree though that Rogue One is is your favorite greatest prequel of all time? Would you make it your greatest prequel of all time? Agree or disagree? Jazz One's greatest prequel. Rogue One. I guess it has to do with how you define prequel. Yeah. Because if we're talking about Star Wars prequel to trilogy, uh, yeah. then I'm saying, you know, Revenge of the Sith. Though I wasn't a big mm. fan of it at, at the time. That's fair. Uh, yeah. The importance of it. Um, yeah. Of, you know, now we're seeing multiple views of uh, Order 66, like over and over. And yeah. it's getting revisited. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I could go with uh, Rogue One. Uh, but it's really close to, uh, close to it. I was trying to think um, of what other prequel movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew about Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm -hmm. uh, there was like a trilogy of those movies. I can't remember what the others uh, were called. Was it Fistfoot Full of Dollars and mm -hmm. connected to it? Yeah, I can't remember uh, exactly. But uh, yeah, had a fascination with like those uh, spaghetti westerns for a yeah. while. Um, yeah. Yeah, just trying to think of all, what else I would like call prequels. Yeah, and, what would be... Uh, what would be yeah. considered, yeah, what would go on that, you know, under the uh, 
you know, prequel category. Obviously, Disney did a prequel to One and One Dalmatians uh, just in the last few years. And uh, actually, here's a list here of some of the great Rise of the Planet Apes 2011. 2011 is a prequel. Uh, Revenge yeah, of the Cruella Stiff. for the uh, 101 Dalmatians. Godfather Part Which... 2. Godfather Part 2 is one of the top prequels of all time. It's actually a prequel to, of Godfather 1. Oh, shit. Interesting, right? Yeah. I, I think what happens in two is they do it goes flashbacks from the current present, what's happening to the past. So it's kind of a hybrid of a prequel and a sequel. But they I guess it's enough to be categorized as a prequel to make the to make the all-time list. X-Men First Class in 2011 was a prequel. Uh also um there's uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, a prequel. Uh, and also Star Trek in 2009, the one where they bring in the young Kirk and young Spock would be a prequel and considered. Oh, a yeah, 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 definitely. So so that also was on the list. And uh, and then there's a there's a, a Internal Affairs 2. Uh, that's a prequel to the movie to another movie as well. To the previous movie. So interesting. Yeah, there's some good ones on that list. Still don't know if it's topping. uh you know, Rogue One yet. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Temple of Doom is the one that's really a surprise because a lot of people don't realize or forget that that's actually was actually a prequel. And I remember at the time that people are saying, yeah, Temple of Doom is supposed to be a prequel when it came out. But I forget over the years, I forget that that was actually one that in the timeline is considered a prequel. So it's interesting. Oh, yeah. How do you how do you think they tackle Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford at his age? How do you think they tackle that? Do you think there's going to be some de-aging uh, of, of Harrison Ford to, to make him a different part in the timeline uh, seem younger than he actually is? Or do you think it's a, uh, they're just going to be honest about his age and make that part of the story and make that kind of an interesting thing in the story? Like yeah. this is maybe Indy's last hurrah. He has to do one more thing. He has to come out of retirement, like a lethal weapon thing where he has to come out of retirement. Yeah, doing like AARP commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, man, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Like, I know the value of that IP there. Yeah. Uh, I, I know, you know, it's like there's thought being put into it. You know? Yeah. Like, and I have a feeling if, if there's a good way to tell a story, I think they will figure it out. But, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those, as much as I want to see it, I'm trying to keep the expectations here. Okay. So yeah. if it delivers here, good. If it oh, delivers yeah. here, great. You're blown away. Yeah, you'll yeah. have that, that that blow away. The feels will be all there. That's probably the next movie that could be like a break. You know, what Top Gun Maverick's doing right now, that movie next year, it comes out. If it has good buzz from previews and, 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 and critics, uh, it will just blow up mad it'll be like madness people will go nuts for that i mean it's got the it's got the the uh the, the theme song it's an ip it's one of those ips that it's just it's there it's among one of the greatest ips of all time from, oh, the, yeah. from the theme song to the to the uh to the character and i mean it's han solo and his solo venture it's han solo but in in a different uh multiverse with the fedora oh, yeah. vest so that's just cool. Okay, I got one more on the greatest degree for you. Netflix just dropped another million subscribers when the latest statistics came out. 
Do you agree or disagree? This is trouble for Netflix and they should be concerned. I would say yes, but I think they're addressing it. You know, I've heard. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like Stranger Things. I mean, it's like they're yeah. going to have to develop their own IPs. Like the major IPs, you know, are Disney, you know, yeah. uh, you're catching them at different places. So, um, yeah, I really think uh, for Netflix to succeed, they're going to have to do like more like Stranger Thing level series and more stuff. stuff on that level <coughs> they got they've got to develop their own ips and they got to be kind of stranger things level they need oh more, yeah they need some more stranger things oh exactly and uh maybe they have the right idea as far as streaming you know dropping every episode mm -hmm. at once which has typically been their mo maybe yeah. that's not good uh stranger things you had people talking for like two months you know didn't it drop in like late june then, yeah uh, yeah. Um, or early June, then completed in uh, early July or something. Yeah. You no. Know, so it's like you had, you know, a lot of conversation, you had people talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a month later, you know, people were even talking about yeah. more, you know, and it's like maybe that half series, you know, you know, Splitting at a certain up. date, the other half. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe that's it because to me, it's like if you're dropping every episode, I mean, just as someone who consumes this stuff, you know, I know when I'm binging, you know, I'm just blowing through every episode, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, now, I'll probably watch the Star Wars series shows probably an embarrassing number of times. I'm kind of glad uh, Disney Plus doesn't have a counter. Uh, guys, like, I watch, like, like those Kenobi episodes. I re-watch those. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's like, I, I think... I think Netflix will figure out the right way to uh, drop a series. And it may be dependent on series too. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see how some things may work True. best True. to drop out the entire season. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, maybe dropping a half or a third, you know, yeah. but um, I don't know, man. It's like, I figure Netflix probably has the brains in the, in the building, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's probably meetings about this right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to figure it out. It's just going to take, you know, uh, creating some of their own IPs. You know, they had a they they had a show. I haven't watched it, but I've heard really good things about it. It's on HBO Max. It's a scripted show about the 1980s Lakers about Showtime. Oh yeah, that was really good. Like I've heard it's um, brilliant. You know, not normally my jam. And I was like, okay, let me watch one episode. Yeah. And yeah, it sucked me in, and just yeah, I thought it was a really good series. Yeah, and I thought that was a good idea. And I think, what if they did a show like that? Netflix could do a show like that uh, based on 80s WWF wrestling during like the days of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, Randy Savage, and do a show, the same kind of idea scripted, a series oh, yeah. around around that era of wrestling. It could be really funny and inter interesting and entertaining. Because I've heard some of the over, most over-the-top, crazy, wacky stories through the grapevine about 80s wrestling and people like Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh, coming to Austin and having his driver take him to Taco Bell, and then and then uh, something about you know some white uh, substance um, uh, that's that's uh, what we call it. Um, Glow was like really good. Did you see Glow? I loved Glow, and I was really disappointed that they pulled the plug on that uh, earlier than expected. 
And see, I think I, one of your takes earlier was about Netflix not giving a series yeah. a, f- a final season. Yeah, and I think that's one of the points to where it's like if you're if you want your content to kind of continue, you know, um, yeah, I think having that arc, you know, uh, having a completed arc or, or completed Absolutely. series yes. will have people watching it later instead of oh, it's like hearing two thirds of a song, you know. Yeah, it's like you you throw that IP in the trash as soon as you don't give it a f- proper finale because that is sits in your library, but then it becomes an incomplete book sitting in your yeah. library without a, without an ending. And if you are if it's an issue worth budget, I mean, r- at least wrap it up with a movie, do a short movie to wrap up the the arc. Oh for, yeah, to absolutely. People closure to give people closure. Anyway, yeah, I I really like Globe. I was I was another show uh, that I was really mad that they that they uh they ended without a proper you know wrap up um thoughts and advice i'm gonna see if you have anything you want to riff but or talk about or discuss or just uh, wish everybody a, a great rest of the summer before we wrap up i'll do that i'd like to wish you all a great rest of the summer and and it's hot i know it's uh it's it, it brings the sometimes the, the heat can bring the worst out of us in terms of stress level and anxiety and there's a lot of things happening in the world that's not necessarily the greatest but uh i take it breathe uh you know take a deep breath breathe in breathe out give yourself some time quiet time meditate do whatever you got to do for yourself to try to uh, give yourself a little bit of um, a break from the from the monotony from the from the insanity um also i wanted to plug because you as having been a member of evil flying chickens and a longtime member, you guys recently announced that y'all were retiring EFC for good. And I want to give that a, a, a proper um, rest in peace to EFC and thank EFC for everything they've done for nerd culture. And also, y'all have a single. It was a, y'all had put together a finale, like a final single, didn't you? Yeah, the links I, links we go. Oh, links I go. Uh, yeah, we finished uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, we basically won a uh, hiatus during, during the pandemic, and then it was just, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, just heads weren't into it in the same position. You know, yeah. the fire wasn't there for that project. Um, I think the, you know, the evil flying chickens. I think it was like 11, 12 years or something. I think I was uh, yeah. a chicken for uh, seven of those. Yeah. Uh, so, stuff I something I never thought I would do. Um, you know, I've been a DJ, I've done some acting, I've done spoken word, I've done a lot of different things, but most of the time was kind of solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got drafted into the band, you know, it was just a completely different thing. And then going on the road, uh, then it's like, uh, you know, one of the few things I just accepted I couldn't do is sing. One day, uh, we're in practice, Jason puts a mic in front of me and see, so it tells me sing back up. And I am like, terrified you know uh but within three rehearsals i was comfortable enough to get in front of a few hundred people and sing you know mm-hmm. now we're talking about like backup vocals in a band that's like a little bit too punk for techno and too techno for punk but yeah it just um you know it was a growing experience i'm glad i got to do it glad i got the uh tattoo <laughs> oh nice uh but yeah it was a, a really good run um, you know, sometimes things have their beginning and end, you know, uh, sometimes they have their run and, uh, it was an incredible run. Um, 
always say I don't have any uh, relatives here in Austin, but the band was like definitely one of my uh, families here. Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah, it was, uh, y'all turned out some great, great stuff. Um, remember uh, when you first came on, y'all came on the show together. You and yeah, Jason it was like and, the second episode yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah that was, that's always going to be a big part of this show because y'all were, you know, like I said, in the second, third episode, uh, we had evil flying chickens and y'all brought the, uh, uh, the beats or the, the mask. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got the sled photo with me and you guys sitting on the couch with the, with the mask. And yeah. uh, it was like one of my, uh, still one of my fondest favorite memories of, of doing. Man, I, I got to live out some dreams, man. Like uh, the label used to book us over and to play uh, New Orleans Yeah, and like to go home and just, man, I got to play on stages like Dr. John has been on, you know, yeah. uh, got to, you know, play some big stages and, you know, for the most part, uh, with DJ, you know, Donna Jean being my, you know, bestie, yeah. uh, it was like being in a band with your bestie, you know, it was, it yeah. was a really good run. Uh, you know, eventually she left and, um, uh, mm -hmm. um, Steven came on different Steven, but, uh, yeah, not, not me, but yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, uh, it was an amazing run, man. I, uh, I'm glad I got to do it, but, uh, I don't know. It's kind of leaving me open for some other projects. Yeah. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When door closes, they always say one door closes, then another door, it's it leaves space for another door to open. And exactly, exactly. And, well, thank you uh, to Evil Flying Chickens for a decade of greatness. Oh, appreciate and it. Appreciate shout out it, to, to Steven and Donna Jean and, and Jazz One and Jason for uh, their 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 time as EFC. And I think there might have even been another. another yeah, there was probably there. about 10 of us over, yeah. uh, I think, 10, 12 years. Uh, yeah. There's members from uh, in New Orleans. There's members mm -hmm. here. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a brotherhood. Yeah. Know. Yeah, that's great. Hope for a reunion too someday. We'll get maybe get a, a come back and. and Five ten, years. <laughs> five ten years yeah five or ten years when they come back and do a maybe a one-off or do a reunion album or something like that would be cool um, oh yeah everybody out there any other thought anything else you'd like to say would we wrap up season seven uh man as you mentioned earlier you know it's like really hot out yeah drink water stay yeah. hydrated yes uh, take care of yourself you know mm -hmm. protect yourself from the sun you know be careful out there we'll get through it <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jazz One, sending you, a, giving you a hug. <laughs> over there, uh, Cameron. All right, everyone. Have a great hour, day, second, millisecond. We'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, we're out. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good we'll night. see you soon. <laughs>